Hey friends, welcome back to The Nourishing Mompreneur. Today is another heart-to-heart -heart episode and I'm responding to Rosie today. I'm responding to an email that I received from her and this is an amazing loaded conversation. There's so much more that could be shared, but we just kind of touch base on all the things. We talk about motherhood and parenting with littles when there's just so many and we don't always feel our best. We're talking about dealing with relationships with our parents and in-laws and um, lo <laughs> lovely grandparents. I was going to say crazy grandparents or I don't know, many words I could say, but you get it. You you get the deal. Um, we're talking about trying to build a business in the midst and marriage and just wanting to really do good, but feeling like we're wearing 10 billion hats and a little bit overwhelmed by it all. So Rosie had asked, hey, what's your number one advice when it comes to this stuff? She wanted to know a little bit of feedback, so we talked about that. Actually, what I'll do is I'll read you her email here in just a second, but I want to let you know if you have something on your heart to share, if you have a specific question or a specific need that you would just love to talk through with somebody where I could just be that friend that locks arms with you, that sits with you and holds space with you and can just process a little piece of your life with you. I'd love to do that, but you have to just reach out to me. So go to the website, go to nourishingmichelle.com, click on the podcast page, and if you scroll down, you can leave me a voice message. That is my favorite way. I'm a verbal processor, so I want to hear your voice and know you. You can also leave a message or send me an email just like Rosie did, but that is a great way that I can just hear from you and respond to you more specifically on this podcast and highlight you in the process. So I would love for you to reach out to me in that way, but this is another heart-to-heart conversation. Rosie is amazing. I'm just so thankful for her courage and her vulnerability to reach out. I think it just speaks so highly of who she is and it reveals her desire to just grow and be the best that she can be in all areas of life. And I know that's your heart too. And I know that something in this conversation is going to resonate with you. So if you hang with me, you might need to pause and start this episode a few times because it's a little bit long and rich, but do that, but check it out. Let me go ahead and read you her question so that you can have an idea of where this conversation is going to go. So Rosie says, my question for you today is what would be your advice for a mama like me? I have four kids ages 18 months to seven years old, a first grader and two in pre-K. I still want at least three more kids even though I'm turning 36 years old this year. My hubby and I have agreed that I can't try to have another child until I've lost weight and strengthened my body. I struggle with depression on occasion. I felt since Christmas very strongly that God is calling me to homeschool again and I want to do it. I am still struggling to build a team for my network marketing business and I've become the primary caregiver of a severely depressed diabetic parent who is a negative black hole. My hands are tied to get professional help because the parent refuses. My other five siblings are not able to to provide respite. I also am the volunteer leader for my church that provides programs and activities to the children ages 18 months to 11 years old. Also, I want to continue to live in Hawaii and raise my family there. Needless to say, there is a lot on my plate. I understand my situation isn't unique to me, but nonetheless, I am living and trying to do my best in it. Rosie says, you don't have to give advice on everything mentioned above. I guess this is my way of seeking wisdom from someone who shares the same values as me, loves Jesus, is a homeschooler, 
mama and business owner and someone who's been able to thrive doing so. After reading what I shared above, what do you feel is something I need to hear right now? Well, Rosie, there's so many thoughts and so many things, and we get to just kind of touch on each topic of this question that you have and some of the things that are on your heart. And really, again, just boil it down to simplicity and to the one thing that's going to bring you peace in all the things. So guys, keep listening. Let's have a heart to heart today. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. Hey friend, welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast. Today we're having a heart-to-heart conversation with Rosie, but I believe that you are going to um, really connect with some of this conversation. So I'm just going to read a little bit of her email and we'll just kind of break it down piece by piece and I'll just give a couple thoughts on some of the main questions and concerns and just things that are on her heart that she's struggling with and working through. And I know that you guys will probably really understand a lot of this as well. So the first part of her email, she just said, my question for you today is what would be your advice for a mama like me? I have four kids ages 18 months to seven years old, a first grader and two in pre-K. I still want at least three more kids, even though I'm turning 36 years old this year. My hubby and I have agreed that I can't try to have another child until I've lost weight and strengthened my body. I struggle with depression on occasion. So Rosie, it sounds like you are in the trenches of motherhood. And when I say trenches, I think of that word because your kids are so young and I know that it's just intense. There's so many needs, there's so many interruptions, there's so many emotions. It's just very demanding and very, very draining. And they're young, so you don't have any really big helpers. They're all kind of depending on you in a huge way. And so for that, I really have to say the first thing is just to take care of you. I know that that feels like the hardest thing. It feels impossible. But truly, the reality is is that it's the best thing you can do because when you are taking care of yourself, you're actually loving your family well, and it'll help you be the wife, the mom, the daughter or daughter-in-law that you really want and desire to be. And so you matter. I just want you to know that you matter. And I was just talking to a mom this past week where it's like you want, you're growing a business and you're building your family and you have all these things. There's so many things to do. You always just naturally put yourself on the back burner, but I really want to encourage you to prioritize yourself. 
whatever that looks like to you, to make sure that you are taking care of you in a way that's going to allow you to be your best. I know that it's hard, but I really believe that you can do it because this is the time to be faithful. Be faithful in your season so that you can be faithful with what you have and trust that in time, like God's going to just add to your number, add to your family at the right time. And I think that, I don't know, as a mom, one of the biggest things that we need to do all the time is just pray for wisdom. So I really believe that when the time is right, you and your husband will be in unity and you'll be able to add more children to your family. But you just want to feel good and you want to make sure that you're in preparation now and you're getting yourself ready now and it really comes down to taking care of you in a big way so prioritize that and give yourself permission in your heart to really do that whatever that looks like so one thing that i would recommend because i know that you have some weight to lose you really want to feel good you want to do things that are going to help you even mentally emotionally spiritually and physically all of it one of the best things that I do and recommend is just walking. I know it's so simple, but truly it's the best thing. Anything that you do physically should be about decreasing stress and increasing energy and really bringing balance. And I think walking is really, really amazing. And I would say living in Hawaii, oh my goodness, just getting outdoors, getting yourself out of the house, out of the rut, out of whatever situation you're in and just looking at nature and experiencing the beauty that's all around, that is totally therapeutic and beautiful. And you know what? Your kids need it too. And the reason I say walking is because you can do it with your kids. It's going to be really hard right now to carve out time without sacrificing sleep. And sleep is probably one of the things you need more of. Without sacrificing that, it's hard to have the energy or maybe the motivation to work out away from the kids. So try to think of things that you can do physically that you can do with your kids and think of joyful movement, things that are going to be uplifting. Like I said, decreasing stress, increasing energy, bringing balance, things that your kids can be a part of where it's not going to be a draining situation where you can actually just walk and move together in a really nourishing way. That's what I would encourage you to do with that. And especially, like I said, getting outside is key. And just praying through it. As you walk, pray. Pray out loud. Pray in your head. Worship. Sing. Whatever you like to do. But really bring God into everything that you're doing. And one other thing I could mention is there's this little workout. I've mentioned it before on a podcast, maybe two. It's called Nitric Oxide Dump. It's like the funniest name, but I'll tell you why really quick. Why I am recommending this is because after I had my fifth child, I was exhausted. My adrenals were shot. I just I just was tired and I'm like, I have all this baby weight to lose. I need to feel good. I need to start working out. But it's like one of those things is like, do I sleep or do I exercise? Both are good and necessary, but what do I do here? Because honestly, working out intensively it adds a little more stress to your body. So I went to this doctor and this was literally the doctor's recommendation. He's like, do this little workout. You get a lot of benefits that you would for like a HIIT type workout and it really helps balance your hormones and decrease stress and you get a lot of good benefits that you would if you were doing something more high intensity, but it takes literally three to five minutes of your time. You don't break a sweat. It clears your mind. It just is so energizing and rejuvenating. It's a great workout. So you can Google that. It's called Nitric oxide dump um dr mccola or gosh is his name zach bush i'm thinking anyways you'll find it on the web 
You don't need weights. You don't need anything. You can do it with your kids. I've totally done it with my kids before, but it's just a great little workout that you could do in the slivers of time through your day to really just bring you that energy and help you physically get some of the goals that you need mentally, emotionally, and physically. Another thing I would say when it comes to food, because I know that I'm just trying to be practical because I believe we need practical advice. We need practical ideas and strategies. When it comes to food, I know that emotional eating is such a big deal. I know that sometimes when we just don't feel well, when we're tired, when we're feeling anxious or overwhelmed, when we're feeling sad, when we're feeling triggered in any way, it's it's easier to go and eat something because it's comforting. But just focus on nourishing yourself. Focus on food being something really positive and loving in your life. Think of loving yourself with the things that you're eating and adding in nourishing food, not trying to restrict yourself or do anything out of um, almost like punishment. Just be gentle and be kind and be loving to you with the way that you move, with the things that you eat, with the time that you spend getting outdoors. I really would encourage you just to do that. So that's just a couple little top of the mind advice um, for just feeling better and preparing yourself for the next season of more kids whenever that time is right. But ultimately, I would say, determine the number one thing that you can do that's going to fill your tank and give your soul rest. I did an episode a while back. I think it was at the very beginning of this year, 2022, and it was about soul rest and soul care because there's a lot of things that you can do that are good for you. Self-care is good. There's nothing wrong with it. But at the end of the day, your soul is really tired. You need more than a bubble bath. You need more than a glass of wine. You need more than, I don't know, a little bit of extra sleep. That is good. Determine the thing that's going to fill your tank the most. And yes, do that. But ultimately know that your true rest and the real nourishment that you need is going to come from the Lord. And so I really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode and just kind of hear more of my story and what I learned about that. But I'll just share Isaiah 26, 3 with you. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Ultimately, the real rest and restoration and health that you are seeking after, just wanting to feel good for your family and wanting to feel your best, it's going to come from the Lord. So just remember Isaiah 26, 3 as you move forward. Okay, the next part of your message says, I felt since Christmas very strongly that God is calling me to homeschool again, and I want to do it. I am still struggling to build a team for my network marketing business, and I've become the primary caregiver of a severely depressed diabetic parent who is a negative black hole. My hands are tied to get professional help because the parent refuses. My other five siblings are not able to provide respite. So the first thing I would say when it comes to homeschool and network marketing or homeschool and pursuing something outside of motherhood is that you definitely can do it. I think that is the ultimate question that all of us have on our hearts. It's like, man, can I really be an excellent wife? Can I be an intentional mother? Can I also be successful in business? Can I honor God in it all? How does this work? Is it possible? And so when it comes to homeschooling and working or network marketing, you definitely can do it. And I think if you listen to some of the last few episodes on homeschool, that would be really encouraging for you too. 
I sit down with my really good friend, Jessica Kent, and she's got nine kids. One of them is a newborn. And yeah, she homeschools all of them for the record, but she also runs a homeschool co-op. So she's literally working like full time and her kids are involved in activities. I mean, the capacity is huge. And here's the thing. It's not to compare to anyone else because everybody has a different level of capacity. Some people can handle a lot and they can run and go and just deal with a lot and others can't. It doesn't matter. You know what your capacity is. Everybody's busy in their own way and our busy looks different but I really believe that if you steward your time well and you pray for wisdom and maybe listen to those homeschool episodes for encouragement you can definitely do both homeschool and your side hustle at the same time so I want to say that and I think the biggest thing when it comes to homeschool is that you know your why why are you doing what you're doing you have to have vision because anything is challenging and homeschool on top of already just being a mom it's it's an investment it's a sacrifice but it's really beautiful and what you said which is one of the biggest reasons why you might need to seriously go for it is because you said that God is calling you to it and if you feel that God is calling you to it I say that you cannot afford not to obey obedience brings blessings. And it's really, really important. And we really want success fueled by obedience and fueled by our surrender. So if God is calling you to it, you've got to just walk in faith and respond to that. And I would say, because your kids are young, honestly, when it comes to homeschool right now in your season, just know that less is more. Keep things so simple, truly getting outside of the house and just being outdoors with them and letting them run and be free and explore nature. That's huge. Some of the best things that you can do, I think, are just the sim simple things of teaching them to obey. That provides peace in your home, that first time obedience. That is a pivotal value that is really going to be foundational for your life and for helping you steward all the things that you desire to well. Another thing that would be really amazing is reading to them, just keeping things really simple. So getting outside with them, teaching them some of the simple values like obedience and honoring you when you tell them to do something and just reading to them, Those that is school, that is education, and that is beautiful. And right now in your season two, when it comes to homeschool, one of the top things you can focus on is training them in healthy habits to cultivate better relationship and quality time. So when you have littles, moms of littles, I want to encourage you to know that part of the education that you're providing, whether they go to school or not, is habit training. It's helping them know first things first. That's what I tell my kids. So when you get up in the day, maybe you could just have a very simple routine and a rhythm that they can start their day with. And maybe at the end of the day, there's a very simple bedtime routine and rhythm that you do. I know that the days feel crazy and they can always kind of be diverse in how they play out. But if you start your day and you end your day with consistency and stability and strong habits, that is going to be really, really huge. And that's a huge part of education, especially while they're young.
and it's going to pave the way for your big kids to become bigger helpers as they grow. They'll be able to help you more with the younger ones. And that's really what you want, especially with the desire to have more kids. You want to start now creating a team culture where your older ones are going to help the younger ones and everybody helps and helps take care of one another and you want that team culture and it can only come from a home that's in order from kids that are obedient and do respond and that do have some solid habits so just focus on that and don't get stressed or stuck with curriculum and like a quote formal education one last thing about mindset for homeschool is just remember like you don't have to do it you get to do it and really look at it as a thing of honor and a thing of just a privilege look at school and that time that you're investing into your kids as a vehicle to connect with them as a means to a better relationship with them focus on not the education and the stress of oh my gosh are they learning enough and i have to do this and we have to accomplish all of these things and all these lessons in this time frame, but really just say, hey, this is a time that I'm investing into my kids. And yes, I have curriculum. Yes, I have a blueprint. It may look a little bit different, but ultimately I want this time to be a time that nurtures my relationship with them because my relationship with them and the opportunity to connect with them is priority. It really is what matters at the end of the day. So keep the end in mind. I want to read Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7 to you. It says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Now, in this context, It's talking about teaching your children about the Lord, about the commands of the Lord and about his ways. But I want to just bring it into every area of life because we get to teach our kids all the time. There's that saying, more is caught than taught. Your kids are always watching you. And so remember when you're doing laundry, when you're cooking, when you're laying down, when you're getting up, when you're walking, when you're in action, in the midst of your life, you are are educating your kids, you are training your kids. So don't think that it has to look a certain way. You are homeschooling just by being you and being present and being intentional in your day-to-day and movement and activity. So I hope that just gives you a little bit of perspective and encouragement there. Let's talk just for a minute on network marketing. Okay, let's talk about that. Network marketing, I've been in network marketing before and it is a people business. Therefore, it means it it takes a lot out of you. It can be exhausting. So I don't know if you're an extrovert, an introvert. I don't know how that works for you, if it drains you, if it energizes you, but just know that it's gonna take something out of you because you have to talk to people and pour out into others. So be aware of what your capacity is and know that you wanna make sure that you are bringing the right energy to your business so that you're not just spinning your wheels. Meaning that if you're reaching out to somebody and you're exhausted and you're stressed out and you're anxious and you're trying to be productive in a conversation and share with them a product or give them vision or make a sale, it's not going to really be effective if you are in that state, if you will. You've got to bring your best. You need to really believe in what you're doing and bring your best energy. And if this is not your season to really move mountains in your network marketing business, that's okay because your family needs a lot of you right now. And 
you may not have the energy to pour into your business and be able to show up with the right state of mind and the right belief system or give all that you need to to really influence those that you're trying to reach. So just something to consider, but it, but it all does not rule out at all. Like, like I'm not ruling you out. Don't, don't hear me wrong. So here's what I would say. What I would say when it comes to your business is because you have a lot on your plate, I would encourage you to give yourself one hour a day to work. Give yourself a power hour because you know what? There's something fulfilling about doing something outside of motherhood and it's actually going to really fill your tank. Even though it's more work, it's going to fill your tank and you need to do it for you. It's actually probably a self-care strategy is to actually give yourself the intentionality to work your business. So give yourself one hour today to work and to get that done. And I would encourage you to do it first thing in the morning because you're going to be most fresh before you've been interrupted and had a million questions. Do it first thing in the morning because it takes a lot of courage to do business. It's very emotional and you want to give your best and be able to show up with that um, energy that I just talked about. So give yourself an hour and during that time, just do the most important things, what I call income producing activities. So it may be one thing, it may be three things max, but what are the top things that you're gonna do that's gonna produce income, that's gonna move the needle? Not the time that you're gonna rearrange your desk or you're gonna you know, make a new list of people or you're gonna, I don't know, all the little details and the ins and outs of business because there's a lot that you can do, but you don't have a lot of time. So do the income producing activity and give yourself one hour to literally sit there, put all distractions aside and just run for an hour. And be careful about social media because that will take you down a spiral. And again, that's hard because I know a lot of network marketing relies on social media. It's a great place to connect with people, but be really laser focused and have strong boundaries when it comes to social media because ultimately it's a distraction and it is a black hole. And anything that you can do outside of social media, I recommend that. And honestly, if you're in a season of recalibrating, take a social media fast and just get offline completely. Give yourself a breather to reset some habits and reset those boundaries because it really is beneficial. I guarantee you it's not adding anything to your life. It's just taking more from you than you can afford to give. So <laughs> another conversation, but there's that. And then when it comes to business, remember the power of consistency. Stay faithful. If you worked one hour a day and during that one hour, you did the top one to three income producing activities, there would be progress. You would be moving the needle. You would be compounding your efforts and growing something and building something, just the sheer fact that you're being consistent with it. So don't forget that. Okay, now let's talk about your parents or your in-law. I'm not sure who you're dealing with, but man, I know that is so, so difficult to have someone in your home that is really struggling, not just in their health, but in their emotions and attitudes. And it just feels heavy. It feels kind of negative. Like you said, I first just want to honor you for honoring them. Honestly, like it is a huge deal that you are taking in your family and you're taking care of them when nobody else really will. I know it's a huge sacrifice, but I want to tell you and remind you of Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. And it says, children, if you want to be wise, listen to your parents and do what they tell you and the Lord will help you. 
So first of all, I'll just pause there and say this is why it's so important that your kids listen to you, that you teach your kids to obey because you love them and you want them to be wise. You want the Lord to bless them and all that they do. So this is why it matters. But for you, the commandment says, honor your father and mother, for this is the first of the 10 commandments with a promise attached. You will prosper and live a long, full life if you honor your parents. And I know this <laughs> is not easy to walk out. It is not easy, but I truly believe that you honoring your parents, your in-laws, is a blessing to your children. You are teaching them the ways of the Lord. And for that alone, it is worth it. So remember why you're doing what you're doing and let your kids see you honor your mother, honor your father, even when it's hard. And you can let them know like, hey guys, mommy's really struggling right now. It's really hard, but we're gonna, we're gonna love grandma. We're gonna give grandma grace. We're gonna serve grandma, even though she doesn't deserve it. Maybe you don't have to tell them that part. But if you can show your kids how to love and honor even when it's undeserved or it's really really challenging to do you are giving them the gift and instilling the word of god into their life you're teaching them what it is to honor and obey and i believe there is blessing without a doubt in that so keep on pressing on in that and i want to remind you that you know you can't change your parents, but you can influence them. There's some funny quotes. I can't remember how it goes, but it's like, you can't, you know, it's easier to train your kids than it is to train grandparents because you know what? Like, let's be real. Our parents, they just get really stuck in their ways and they see it how they see it and they don't want to change. And it's so frustrating, but you don't have to worry about changing them. You're probably not going to change them at this point, but just influence them and remember that it's your home and you get to determine the atmosphere of your home. So really take control and take leadership with that and seek to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. Maybe what I mean by that is don't just, if grandma's having a bad day and the kids are having a bad day, you're just grumpy too. If the day's gone pretty good, it's a better day. Like don't be the person that kind of reads the temperature and the attitude and the atmosphere of the house, you actually be the thermostat and set it. You determine what it's going to be like. As for you and your house, you're going to serve the Lord and you're going to have a house of joy and you're going to choose peace and you're going to choose kindness no matter what. And one thing that you can do when all else fails is just turn on worship music and let that set the tone and set the atmosphere. I think that's a really great thing, but just decide ahead of time, like, Hey, I am getting up today and I'm going to forgive quickly and I'm going to choose to be unoffendable and thank you, Holy Spirit, for the fruits of the spirit in your life. And just thank him like, God, thank you for love. Thank you that I have your joy. Thank you for peace. Thank you for patience. Thank you for patience. Thank you for patience. We could say that many times, but just thank him for who he is, for kindness, for gentleness, for self-control, because that spirit lives within you. And that is you. So receive it, declare it, thank him for who he is and walk in it. All right. So now to respond to the next part of your email, you said, I am also a volunteer leader for my church that provides programs and activities to the children ages 18 months to 11 years old. Also, I want to continue to live in Hawaii and raise my family there. By the way, that's amazing that you live in Hawaii. I've never been, always want to go. I have a friend in Hawaii right now. Her, I keep seeing her pictures on Instagram. Needless to say, 
you said there's a lot on your plate. I understand my situation isn't unique, but nonetheless, I'm living and trying to do my best in it. So when it comes to volunteer work, I just want to remind you to really be wise and know your season. Focus on your family first. You have a lot on your plate at home and your family is first priority. And from that place, you can get up and serve outside the home. But really just remember that there's a lot of good things that we can do at any given time. Believe me, there are opportunities all around. But not all good things are God's best. And sometimes there's significance in simplicity. And I just want to encourage you that it may be time to cut out some of the extras and really focus on the home, focus on your children, on homeschool, on really creating some good, healthy habits, a healthy rhythm, a healthy atmosphere, and taking care of you in the process. So keep that in mind and just pray about that. Also, make gratitude a pillar in your day. I think you love living in Hawaii and you love the life that you're building and that you want to build. Honestly, like look at your life as I'm living out my dream every day. It's people's dream to go to Hawaii and to vacation there or to live there. So I think this is why getting outside is so beautiful because you can just look anywhere, look in nature, look outside and be like, wow, I live here. This is amazing. This is beautiful. And just let your heart be full of gratitude for where you live and for the life that you have. And that goes for anybody listening right now. We actually live on a lake. And so sometimes often I'll take the kids outside and we'll do school outside. Like we've been doing that this week. And I'm just like, wow, kids, look, we have a view of the water. Like, can you imagine if this was an Airbnb and we were coming to stay here? Like, wouldn't this be amazing? How excited would we be to visit a place like this that's on the water? Like, how amazing. And I just want them to feel so grateful and so thankful and almost have this heart posture of like, I'm living the life of my dreams in Jesus' name. I declare it in Jesus' name. Yes, I'm going through the day-to-day motions. And yes, there's a lot of mundane and a lot of frustration to that. But look around. I'm living the life of my dreams because it's beautiful and there's blessings everywhere. So make gratitude a pillar in your day and just continue to walk out that peace and that thankfulness in your heart and teach your kids in that as well. You ended your email by just saying, you don't have to give advice on everything I mentioned. I guess this is my way of seeking wisdom from someone who shares the same values as me loves Jesus, a homeschooler, a mama, business owner, and someone who has been able to thrive doing so. After reading what I shared above, what do you feel is something I need to hear right now? Well, the number one thing that I would tell you, Rosie, is that nothing that I shared is going to be possible outside of God. Like truly, if I could tell you just to do one thing, I would just tell you to seek him first, honestly, because he is the thing that holds it all together. I know deep down, it's like, gosh, I'm trying to be a good daughter or daughter-in-law. I'm trying to be a good wife. I'm trying to be a good mom. I'm trying to grow my family and pour into my home, cultivate relationships there and connection. I'm also trying to build a business. Like there's, I'm, I'm volunteering at church. There's so much on my plate. There's so many things and I'm wearing a lot of hats, but at the end of the day, you just want peace. You just want peace in your life. No matter what hat you're wearing, you want to feel like you can ebb and flow 
with peace. And there's peace that can only come from God. He is the Prince of Peace and the Lord of Lords. So let him be Lord of your life and surrender to him. And I just would encourage you that you don't have to do anything. Your value, your worth, your identity isn't in your output and isn't in what you do. It's in who you are. So you can literally just sit at the feet of Jesus and look at him and make him the one thing and know that you are doing the number one right thing, that your priorities are straight and that you are doing the most important thing. You can be busy doing a lot of good things. We can all be Marthas. You're probably wired like a Martha because you have a lot of ambitions and you love to work and you love to do. I'm right there with you. But as you know, from listening to this podcast, one of the things that God's been teaching me in is just to slow down and sit at his feet and be like Mary and posture my heart like Mary. And so that is the number one thing that I would tell you to do because it's all about knowing him and we need to give him time and just sit with him. You don't have to do more. You just need to be with him more and seek him first. I just read the Bible verse um, on the podcast. I think it was like maybe the last episode or one of the last couple, but it's seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added. And right before that, it talks about remember the birds of the air and just not worrying about the day because every day has enough trouble of its own. So right before it says, seek first the kingdom of God, it's like, don't worry. Don't stress. Doesn't mean don't work. It just means don't worry. And one real practical thing I would tell you is to rest in him, like invite Jesus into your rest. Take little Holy Spirit pit stops. That's what I call them, where you take those five to 10 minutes to decompress and really just lay down with the Lord and sit at his feet and like physically rest and put in worship music and just bring him into what you do. When you go to sleep at night, say, God, your word says you watch over us and you don't sleep or slumber. Come in and work in my heart and bring me peace and refresh my soul and renew me and do the things that only you can do. Be aware of God and his presence in the nighttime hours on a practical level. One thing I was reading about this morning is, I don't know if, have you ever heard of Susanna Wesley? Have any of you guys heard of her? So you may not have heard of her, but her sons were John and Charles Wesley, and they were two men who impacted millions of lives for Jesus. Us mamas, we have a huge influence. I'm just going to say that. But Susanna Wesley, she had 11 children and she really prioritized spending time with God and praying. And so one of the things that she did, and these are, this is what history documents, is that among the noise and the activity of her children, her little trick was she would take her apron and she would put it over her head. And it was signaling to her kids and anyone around that she was in prayer and was not to be disturbed. And in this world where it is so hard, it feels like everywhere we go, there's just no peace. There's no quiet. There's no solitude. And we can't even go to the bathroom in peace. Susanna, she found a way to find alone time by disappearing under a piece of fabric. And so I don't know what you need to do in a household of busyness, in a world of a lot of noise, but do whatever you need to do to connect with your creator each day and to pursue Jesus, to find the solitude in your heart, even if there is noise around, but it is okay to be unavailable to your kids to be with Jesus. You can prioritize that and you should. It is the number one thing. I don't know what, what it looks like to you, 
but it's the number one thing that you can do is teach your kids that Jesus is first and he is number one and set that example and don't be afraid to carve out some quiet time, even if you have to throw your apron over your head to choose Jesus first and make him the one thing, knowing that if you do that, you have chosen the most important portion from Jesus's perspective. So Rosie, I hope that some of this, I know we just touched all the things today because I know that you're dealing and caring so much. And I know that you moms listening are resonating with a lot of this. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I feel a lot like Rosie, just kind of overwhelmed with so much and I'm doing my best, but part of me kind of feels like I'm drowning too because it's just hard. It's hard to carry all this. And I just want to remind you that you don't have to carry it. Just get on your knees. It is the best position of strength that you can and seek God first in all these things. So I pray that this encouraged you a little bit today, Rosie. Let me just pray for you as I go and um, extend this prayer also to you other ladies that are listening right now. Father God, I just pray for Rosie right now and all the women that are listening, Lord, you know them you know their hearts, Lord. You know when they come and where they go. You know when they rest and when they rise up. You know all that they're doing, their heart, their intentions, all that they're carrying, God. You see it and you know them and you love them, God. And I pray that today above all that you would just remind them that there is nothing that they can do to make themselves more worthy or more lovable in your sight, God. You love them right where they're at and you've chosen them without the work, without them doing anything. You chose them first. You loved them first. And it's simply who they are, Lord. I pray that they'd be able to just rest in their identity in you as your daughter and that they would see themselves as the daughter of the Most High King and let you be Lord over their lives, Lord, that every situation when it comes to their marriage, when it comes to their relationships with their extended family, when it comes to them as a mother, when it comes to homeschool or just parenting, when it comes to their business and the work of their hands, Lord, may they take everything and just surrender it to you. May they take it all and lay it at your feet continually in exchange for your peace, in exchange for your presence, God. So Lord, I pray for wisdom and grace and just a deep sense of peace to wash over the mom listening right now, Father. I just thank you for her heart to serve and to honor you and to bring you glory in all that she does. And may she be reminded that your glory will be revealed through her surrendered life. We give you our lives. We give you our day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, you like mama so please leave a review. Hey mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things. If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. 